and the title of the message is who is jesus <laughs> who is jesus you know we are hearing such powerful teachings on breakthroughs on all other sundays such powerful word of god but sometimes it is also important for us to know the basic truths so that we can have or lay a good foundation if your foundation is strong then you can build the structure you will not be shaken is that right so this teaching i want to include in the foundational teaching such messages who is jesus what is the proof that we are saved what is the evidence of our salvation who is the holy spirit why we need to be filled with the holy spirit why we need to tell others about jesus why we need to go to church these all teachings come in foundational teachings okay so now and then we come out with this type of messages then we'll have a series of foundational teaching no doubt we are doing sunday after sunday breakthrough teaching such powerful messages okay but now and then it's needed for us to have some foundational teaching we all know who is jesus but if people start questioning you if somebody starts questioning you then you can't put things correctly you know who is jesus but then when you are asked any questions you can't answer so today's study will equip you with thorough understanding of who jesus is so the tomorrow anybody ask you know what to answer okay go to hosea 6th chapter 6th verse i want to start with this now this is what god desires this is what god is saying come on read this together everyone for i desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of god more than burnt offerings what does god desire mercy more than sacrifice and knowledge of god more than burnt offerings it is god's will that you acquire knowledge of god what does god desire one side mercy one side knowledge of god lot of people they want to go in mercy but they don't know their god just this one verse is sufficient for you to walk in faith and victory the people that know their god shall be strong and do exploits amen if you can increase your knowledge about god if you can know god you will automatically be strong you don't have to go for prayer saying increase my faith i want more faith you know when trouble comes i get disturbed i don't have real 100% peace i have lots of ups and downs why because you don't know god the people that know their god shall be strong and then do great exploits that means you can do mighty you can do mighty ministry also you will be strong your ministry also will be powerful Amen I know people their ministry is powerful but they are not strong The moment enemy attacks trouble comes they are so weak sometimes I say is this the man who preaches this woman preached such message why there is no strength when the test and trial comes because they don't know God personally The moment you know God you increase your knowledge about God two things will happen one side you will become strong another side you will have mighty ministry Amen so see that you have ministry based on the knowledge of God not just somebody prayed for you you got the anointing going everywhere casting out devils you know oh. 
Lot of people come to me in the meetings, in the crusades, when I get down, right? Brother, we want your anointing, brother. I know nothing happens, right? But brother, we want your anointing, brother. If anointing was transferred just by laying hands all the time, right? Sometimes it happens. But all the time, just by laying hands, today we'd have lots of preachers. Is that right? Brother, we want your anointing, brother. Brother, we want anointing. Anoint. So many ask for anointing. I want to tell you, you want anointing? Become a servant. You serve the man of God. You serve the church. You serve the house of God. You serve in the ministry. The anointing will rub onto you. Hallelujah. So these people come, you know, brother, we want some anointing. And after the preacher prays, they feel really good. They go to some places, pray for the sick. Sick people are healed. You know, sometimes demons are cast out. Because the anointing has come upon, it has not gone inside. <laughs> it's like spraying. <laughs> and for some time they feel they've done something much. But afterwards, when the time comes, when the testing comes, when the trial comes, they are shaken. Why? Because they have not developed the knowledge of God. Lift your hands up and say this after me. I will develop the knowledge of God. God desires that I should develop the knowledge of God. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. So if you are ready, here we go. Okay, there are lots of quotations that I'm going to quote, but every time I say the Bible says, every one of you who are writing notes, just write down. Today there is a lot of notes to write. So young boys and girls, do your best to write down these notes. This notes will be one of the good notes in your book. So who is Jesus? To start with, the first thing, what did Jesus say about himself? What did Jesus say about himself? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto God but by me. If you are hungry for anything, hungry for love, hungry for name, fame, hungry for security or significance, then Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He is the answer for every hungry soul. If you are in darkness and depression and looking for direction, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you have fear of death, you're all the time afraid of death, then Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will not die, but live forever. If you are burdened with all kinds of burden and problems, Jesus said, Come unto me, all that ye labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. If you want to be impressed by someone, you want to follow someone, you want to become like someone, then Jesus said, follow me. Amen. You know, these are the things that Jesus told about himself. He said, he who receives me, receives God. He who welcomes me, welcomes God. He who has seen me has seen God. Amen. You know, one time they brought a paralyzed man to Jesus. And Jesus looked at that paralyzed man and he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the people who stood around him, some of them, or some of the religious leaders rather, got very upset, said, Who is this man to forgive sins? Why does he speak blasphemy? How can he forgive sins? 
Because only God forgives sins. Only God can forgive sins. Yeah, what Jesus Christ was saying was true. Because for example, here is Vijay. Now Vijay stamps Avinash's foot. Just imagine if Vijay stamps Avinash's foot and Avinash is hurt and all of a sudden I, I stand there and say, Vijay, I forgive you. Now what sense does it make? <laughs> Who am I to forgive? <laughs> Vijay has hurt Avinash and if I say I forgive you, it makes no sense. But if I am God, it makes lot of sense because I have power to forgive sins. Because Vijay has not only hurt Avinash, in doing so, Vijay has hurt me. Only God can say, yes, I forgive you. So when Jesus looked at that paralyzed man and they said, you, he said, your sins are forgiven, people all were amazed and said, who can say this? Only God can say this. Yes, he was and he is God. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Amen. Once Jesus said, I'm just quoting what Jesus said about himself first. And then we will afterwards prove all what he said. Is it right or wrong? Once Jesus said, one day he will judge the world. Now this is how he said, one day, he says, you all will appear before me and I will decide your eternal destiny. What happens to you will depend on how you have treated me and my followers. Who can say like this? One day I will decide your eternal destiny. One day I will decide your eternal destiny. And what happens to you that day depends on how you treat me and my followers. Who do you think can make such statement? Come on church. Only God. I'm telling what Jesus said about himself. The high priest, when they arrested Jesus, the high priest called Jesus and said, Are you the son of the most high God? And Jesus said, I am. And the Bible says the high priest rent his clothes and says, What more proof you want? He has spoken blasphemy. He has made himself God, what more proof do you want? Come on, crucify him because he's made himself God. They condemn him to death because Jesus told the truth about himself. He said, I am God. Another place, they all picked up stones to stone Jesus. He said, why do you stone me? Because of all the works that I did? They said, no, we don't stone you because of all the works that you did. But because you made yourself equal with God. Because Jesus had said, I and my father are one. Before Abraham was, I am. The moment he said that, they picked up stones to stone him. After Jesus rose up from the dead, first time when he appeared to his disciples, Thomas was not there. And then when Thomas came to know that Jesus is risen, from the dead, Thomas said, until I see his hands, the wounds in his hands, in his side, I will not believe. So next time Jesus appeared, Thomas was there. And you all know what happened. And when Thomas touched Jesus, he knelt down, fell on his face and he said, My Lord, my God. 
my Lord, my God. Jesus didn't say anything against it. But rather he said, blessed are they, those who don't see and believe. Thomas, you have believed after seeing, but blessed are they, those who don't see and believe. Rather he rebuked the disciples for being so slow in believing. So all these things, what I told you, is what Jesus said about himself. Now let us start our message and study what do you call a person who says such things about himself if somebody makes these claims about himself what do you call that person if somebody comes and says to you yeah your eternal destiny depends in my hands I will decide your eternal destiny and it depends on how you treat me and my followers he says I and God are one if you see me you have seen God if you welcome me you have welcomed God if a person claims this type of things what do you say about that person what do you say about that person three things first thing you will tell he must be insane Pagal hai. correct something is gone lose here or wrong here correct somebody comes and says if you see me you have seen God somebody comes and says I am the way the truth and the life you cannot reach God without me somebody comes and says I am the son of God he says your eternal destiny destiny is in my hand I have power to forgive sins on earth what do you call such person okay correct he is insane simply boaster second he is evil oh be careful eh? maybe he's there to misguide he is evil it's an evil spirit it's devilish he's evil the third thing what he's saying is true what he's saying is true he is God you got it he is insane or he is evil or he is true now how do we test which one of this is correct how do we test which of these three is correct is the message getting interesting so how do we prove how do we test that which one is out of these three is correct which one is right what a person says about himself is he insane or is he evil or is he true how do we test we test by three things again by doing three things we can test what he's saying is right or wrong lot of people have come made big claims and gone you don't hear anything about them but let us see the claims that Jesus made about himself is he insane or is he evil or is he God is it true? three ways of testing point number one you can test a person by his words by his words we all say there's a saying in the world you know it says man is made known by his words man is made known by his 
words. You know, you know that story, isn't it? A man who would every day get drunk and come late home. And his wife tried to tell him so many times. And uh, in spite of that, he didn't change. And he promised that he'll change. And the following day, he didn't come in time. So the wife went outside to see where this man is. And he was fallen in the side of the road, in the gutter with the pigs. Drunk and with pigs. So she said, I will teach him a lesson. I will tell such a statement that will hurt him and he'll get up and run you know lying down with the pig she said man is made known by his friends the moment she said that the pig got up and ran away <laughs> the same way man is made known by his words out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh so when you write words, in the bracket, you can write teachings. What were his teachings? The second way of testing, the claim that Jesus made about himself, were they right or wrong? The second way of testing is by his works. Work. First is word. Second is work. Third is by his character. By his character. So answer me loudly. Which are the three ways to check? Words. Works. Character. All together. Word. Works. What did we use the other word for words? Teachings. Okay. Now let us see what. I'm not going to tell you what he taught. We all know what he taught. Then it goes long. I'm just going to tell you what everybody says about his teaching. Then we will see what are the works that he did. Then we will see his character. Listen. The teachings of Jesus Christ are widely acknowledged to be the greatest teaching that has ever fallen from the lips of human life. The whole world acknowledges that the teachings of Jesus Christ are one of the greatest teachings that have ever come out from human lips. Are you listening? Now let us see some of our leaders what they said. Okay? Mahatma Gandhi, the father of our nation, he said, the teachings of Jesus Christ have comforted me. This is what Mahatma Gandhi has said. Dr. Radha Krishna, who happened to be one of the presidents of India and one of a great philosopher, he said, Jesus is a reality to history. Swami Vivekananda, who is the founder of Ramakrishna mission he talked about the perfection of Jesus he said Jesus is nothing less than God if I as an oriental have to worship Jesus of Nazareth there is only one way left to me that is to worship him as God and nothing else this was told by Swami Vivekananda you know I have list of so many people here Raja Ram Mohan Roy the founder of Brahma Samaj. What did he say? He says, these teachings will transform the heart. The teachings of Jesus will transform the heart. Swami Ranganathan, who was the former president of the same Ramakrishna mission, he said, the teachings of Jesus Christ are for spiritual betterment. What did one of the greatest scientists ever known to man said? 
Sir Isaac Newton. He said the teachings of Jesus Christ are the spirit of prophecy and every time you thank the Father, you have to thank him through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton said that. What did Napoleon Bonaparte say? He said the dominion of Jesus is love. And he said there is vast difference between Jesus and others. Martin Luther King Jr. said Jesus Christ is God's revelation to mankind. Now listen to these words carefully. Every one of you have written down a few statements, right? The teachings of Jesus Christ are read more, are quoted more, loved more, believed more, and translated more because they are the greatest words ever spoken. Amen. Hallelujah. Right? Listen. They are the kind of words, the words that came out of Jesus' mouth and the answers that came out of his mouth which we would expect only God to give. When you hear those words and those answers, you will say only God can talk such things. You remember they brought an adulterous woman to Jesus and they said the law says that such should be stoned. What do you say about her? Jesus said, he who has no sin, let him cast the first stone. These words are not human words. They cannot be from this world. These words can be only from God. They came to Jesus and they said, well, is it right to give tax? Should we pay taxes? They want to catch him in his words. Right? Jesus said, why do you tempt me? Give me a coin. So he took a coin and he says, he asked, whose image is this? They said, Caesar's. Jesus said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That means Jesus was saying, you are created in the image of God. You belong to God. The money belongs to Caesar. <laughs> Amen. Give to God what belongs to God. Your heart, give to God. Tax, you give tax. Such answers come only from God. Are you listening? Listen to these friends. We are making progress in virtually every field of science and technology. We travel faster and we know more. And yet in nearly 2000 years, no one has ever improved on the moral teachings of Jesus. In every field there is improvement. There is development. Everybody has improved on every invention. But nobody has improved even a bit on the moral teachings of Jesus because they are the final teachings that come only from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So answer me, could this teaching come from someone who is insane or someone who is evil? No. The whole world acknowledges about this teaching. Amen. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Right. Now let's go to the works of Jesus. Let us test his works. We now heard about his teaching. Now let us test his works. Jesus said, the work that I do prove that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The works that I do. Okay, if you don't believe my words, at least believe me by my works. The works I do prove and show who I am. So let's go 
with Jesus. Okay? And see what all works he's doing. So starting, let's go with him to a marriage party. The history says the marriage of Cana was John's marriage. You followed? The youngest disciple. It's not written in the Bible. So let's go with Jesus to a wedding. I'm telling you, if you would hang around Jesus, it would never be boring. Oh, oh, you hang around Jesus, it's never boring. But you hang around Christianity, it is boring. You hang around religion, it is boring. You hang around some preachers, it is very, very boring. But you hang around Jesus, it's never boring. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's so wonderful. Religion is boring. But God is not boring. God is life. In him was life. And that life was the light of all men. So let's go with Jesus. Let's go with him to a wedding. And all of a sudden, they run short of wine. Choo! The water becomes wine. And the governor of the feast says, you have preserved the best till the last. Wow! Amen! And then you keep going with him. Then you see, we are going in a boat, suddenly a storm comes. And Jesus stands and says, peace! Be still! Choo! The storm is quiet. A blind man comes who's born blind. Jesus touches his eyes. His eyes are open. He goes, he walks around and he sees a man who was paralyzed for 38 years. And he says in his heart, yes, he knows he's been here for a long time. He heals that man. He opens the blind eyes, opens the deaf ears, makes the dumb speak, heals the leper. Not only that, he raises the dead after three days. Amen. You know, disciple John went on to say, if we would write all the works that Jesus did, even the world could not hold the book. You followed? The works of Jesus are so mighty, so powerful. Not only these mighty works, but he loved the prostitutes. He loved the sinners. He loved the lepers. And his supreme love was demonstrated when he was on the cross. When he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. When he forgave from the cross, his supreme love was demonstrated. Surely, these are not the activities of a one who is evil or insane, it must be God. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Now let's go to his character. This is very, very interesting. You know, these things will help you. Tomorrow somebody asks you, who is Jesus? You'll know what to say. Okay, all the claims that Jesus did. Why did he do this? Okay, look to his teaching. Look to his works. And now let us see his character. I'm telling you there are so many people who have come to this world and claimed lot of things about themselves. Look to their character. That's all. Look to their character. Look to their teaching. Look to their works. You will know who they are. Now let us see the character of Jesus Christ. His character has impressed millions who would not call themselves Christians. You see, the non-Christians who don't want to be called Christians, even they are impressed by the character of Jesus. I know some people, they say, we are against Christians, brother, but not against Christ. Jesus is very good. 
Because it's true what they say because some of the Christians have spoiled the name of Christ by their way they talk, by the way they dress, by the way they eat, they drink. Usually the moment you say Christians, people associate with drinks, putting a cross, a chain in the neck, Anthony Bhai. Correct? Oh, Christian Anthony Bhai, Anthony. Any Anthony? <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> Immediately, Christian Anthony. And the movies also, Indian movies are portrayed, right? The fellow coming with cross and chain, working in the bar, fully drunk, having barrels of alcohol, says, Peter. Peter. So immediately, right? You know, that's why I say, friends, you dress in such a way, you eat such a way, drink such a way that everything glorifies God. Amen. That's why you see in our church, people have testified me all these days. I never told you, you know, people have testified me. Some even elders have come to our church to visit. They have testified. They have said, Brother Manohar, in your church, you know, people dress so neatly. They dress so neatly. Young boys and girls, they behave so decently, so gently. In my heart, praise the Lord. <laughs> right? I'm so happy. I want to congratulate you, boys and girls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our church, we never teach on do's and don'ts. Don't do this, don't do this. Sometimes when people come to Christ, immediately they are taught, don't do this, don't do this. So people go away. In our church, we don't teach on do's and don'ts. We just teach on Jesus. We talk about Jesus. People change. Hallelujah. People change. When the Son of Man is lifted up, He will draw all men unto Him. They see the beauty of Jesus and they become like Jesus. I want to tell you earlier I thought I was very righteous person because I would compare myself to others right I don't drink those people drink I don't drink I don't smoke I am righteous I am better as long as I compared myself with people it looked I am much better but the moment I compared myself with Jesus I came to know oh what a wretched sinner I am who can deliver me from this law of sin and death you got it? So please don't compare yourself with other believers or other people. Compare yourself with Jesus who is the brightness and express image of God. Hallelujah. Compare yourself with Jesus. You got to become like him. He is your goal. He is your destiny. Amen. You have to copy Jesus. Don't copy people. The fashion of this world will pass away. But they that do the will of God will abide forever. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So even the non-Christians who don't want to be called Christians, they have said that they are impressed by the character of Jesus Christ. You know, he was so glorious. Jesus was very, very joyful, very, very glorious. When they hanged Jesus, they actually hanged a young, joyful, full of life, young, bright, shining young man. You followed? Who's the Lord of life? Lord of laughter. There's so much joy in Jesus that even the little children belong, would long uh, to be picked up by him. And they'd be so happy when Jesus would pick them up. Listen to this sevenfold character of Jesus Christ. If you're writing notes, write down quickly. Sevenfold character of Jesus. First one. Supreme unselfishness. But never self-pity. Supreme unselfishness. He demonstrated supreme unselfishness. 
Jesus was unselfish, but never self-pity. You followed? These are two opposite. Some people seem to be unselfish, but they have a lot of self-pity. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. No, no, no. Jesus was unselfish, but no self-pity. Second, he was humble and meek, but not weak. Humble and meek, but not weak. You preach that, isn't it? Meekness is not weakness. Hallelujah. Third, this is very interesting. Jesus had joy, but never at another's expense. He was so joyful, but not at another's expense. We are also sometimes joyful, but at Sardarji's expense. Correct? Sometimes we are joyful at Malayali's expense. Correct? You know, let me talk openly. Correct? Some Malayali jokes we'll do. Some Sardarji's jokes we will do. Then we laugh. Okay? Some Polish jokes we will do. Then we will laugh. But Jesus had joy never at another's expense. Imagine. He's the source of joy. You know, church, I feel we should be like that. So joyful in ourselves because of Jesus. You know, we don't need somebody to tell a joke. Papa, tell one joke. Okay. <laughs> to make me happy. <laughs> no. Always we want somebody to tell us something to make us laugh. No. Joyful, not at somebody's expense. Fourth one, this is beautiful. Jesus had kindness, but not indulgence he was kind you could see kindness in jesus but not indulgence this is very very important i know so many people they show kindness but then they become very inquisitive and they want to interfere because they showed kindness they want to interfere i know about it about some friends who who were raising some money to go and preach gospel in certain village so one man, a believer, gave them big offering. Of course, it didn't cover all the expenses, but among all the donations, this man was the big donation. And these young people went, conducted the gospel meeting, came back very happily. Everything went on so well, except for that one person. I said, who's that person? The man who donated that big offering. Said, what did he do? Brother, every one hour, every two hours, he'll call and he'll ask us, what are you doing? What did you, how did you pray today? <laughs> how many hours did you pray? When, are, when is the meeting starting? What is the message this evening? Brother, there was so much of indulgence. Next time we thought, even if he gives double offering also, we will not take that. We will somehow struggle and go and preach. You know, I'm just using a very simple illustration so that we will understand. You know what I'm talking about. You are identifying with such people. And if you are one of them, don't do it. You show kindness, just forget. Don't put conditions. Don't indulge yourself. One side you show kindness, another side you'll rob all their peace. Is that right? You understand what I'm telling? You know, I can see some people, the way you are smiling, yes, 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 yes. my relatives. Okay. Okay, fifth one. Even his enemies could not find fault with him. Oh. Even his enemies could not find fault with him. That was the character of Jesus. You see? <laughs> T. 
Till today, nobody can find fault with Jesus. Even his enemies could not find fault with him. Sixth, his closest friends who knew him well said he was without sin. Wow. Hallelujah. His closest friends who knew him very well said he was without sin. He came to take away sin. In him was no sin. Seventh. His words were full of glory, wisdom and love. His words were gracious. Full of glory, wisdom and love. Nobody could find fault in him. Even his close people. Even his enemies. So church, tell me. What do you say about such person? Is he insane? Is he evil? Whatever people may say, but I and my house, we have accepted the view that Jesus Christ was and is God. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, anybody asks you anything about Jesus, you know whom you have believed. Amen. You heard his teachings, what people say about his teaching. You heard about his works and you know his character. Amen. I'll just tell you a few things as we close. In his entire life, he fulfilled 300 prophecies. Jesus Christ fulfilled 300 prophecies. And those 300 prophecies were given in 500 years span. And in one single day of his death, he fulfilled 29 prophecies. Can anybody fulfill 300 prophecies that were written about him over a period of 500 years time? Somebody may say, well, no, no, he was very, very clever. So he tried to fulfill, he studied those prophecies and fulfilled them. Well, for such people, the answer is certain things are out of human control, especially when it comes to his birth. The place was mentioned where he will be born. Birth is not in his control. The place where he will be buried. Your burial is not in your control. But Jesus fulfilled even those prophecies. Amen. And friends, I want to tell you, he not only died, but he rose up from the dead. Jesus Christ is alive. He is Lord. Hallelujah. He rose up from the dead. And one day in a park, a man was preaching and he was saying, Jesus is alive. So somebody going in the park, they turned around and asked, how do you know? How do you know he is alive? And this man replied, he said, this morning I spoke to him for half an hour. I want to tell everyone here today, Jesus Christ is alive and every day we speak to him. Every day we speak to him. We have an ongoing relationship with Jesus because he's alive. Amen. With a dead person, you cannot have ongoing relationship. Only with a person who is alive. Millions all over the world have given their lives for Jesus. If it was, if the person was evil, if the person was insane, it is not worth dying for such person. Most of the disciples became martyrs. If they knew that Jesus is not risen from the dead, they would not die for a lie. Are you following? For such ordinary 
fishermen to become fire-filled preachers it required something more especially for peter who was so fearful to stand on the day of pentecost and to preach and get 3000 people saved it required something more amen oh clap your hands and praise the name of jesus thank you thank you thank you jesus as i'm closing this message i want to tell you a great philosopher he said it is time to stop or come up with patronizing nonsense that means it is time to stop telling that jesus christ is a big teacher jesus christ is a great prophet it's time to stop telling all these things you got it if you believe that he's a great prophet then why don't you follow his prophecy if you believe he's a great teacher then why don't you follow his teaching it's time to stop saying he was a great man he was a great teacher he was a great prophet it's time to decide whether you accept him as your god or not that's it there is no other option either he is your god or he's not your god you believe him you accept him you know him as god or not he is god or he's not god there's no other option is that right after you study his life you either say he is god or he's not god and the next thing you say he's your god or he's not your god and as we are closing today's message i want to tell you he is the god of this church he is the god of our lives and we worship him and we give our all to jesus christ clap your hands and praise the lord Come. oh thank you thank you thank you jesus